0: From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Ed Crooks, and this is FT News. Oil prices fell again this week to their lowest level in almost seven years, with benchmark Brent crude dropping below $40 a barrel. To discuss what's going on in the market, I'm joined by Angela Ravel, the FT's oil and gas correspondent in London. So, Angela, thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us, what is going on in the market right now?
1: Traders were digesting the news from last Friday uh, when OPEC producers really couldn't agree on uh, which country should bear the brunt of output cuts to bolster the oil price. So this meant that they defaulted to their existing policy to keep on pumping in the face of lower oil prices. Uh, Saudi Arabia, OPEC's de facto leader and uh, the biggest producer, said that it was not going to cut its own output unilaterally. Um, It would only reduce production if there was participation from Iraq, Iran and producers outside of OPEC, such as Russia. And this is seen as a near impossible task. And as a result, prices dropped below $40 a barrel this week, which is uh, a 65% drop from the $115 reached in June 2014.
0: Did anyone really think there was a serious possibility that OPEC would cut production? The market reactions just suggest people were surprised. But as you say, it was always going to be a very big ask on the part of Saudi Arabia to expect other countries to join in the production cuts wasn't it
1: we expected that OPEC would continue with its strategy because of the disunity but what was more of a surprise was that the group couldn't even come to a a decision on what should be OPEC's formal production ceiling and while this has been flouted for almost eighteen months you know OPEC's been producing well above thirty million barrels a day I think what I'd, what what came out of the meeting was that OPEC has abandoned every sort of pretense of acting as a cohesive group. And I guess that was where um, the bearish sentiment really sort of kicked off.
0: You were at that meeting uh, covering it in Vienna. What was it like? What was the mood there like?
1: Ahead of the, in, in the lead up to the meeting, in some ways, there was this expectation that uh, the cartel would roll over its policy. But there was a bit of drama while the meeting was going on itself when uh, two news wires reported that the ceiling, the formal production ceiling, had, had been raised from 30 million barrels a day to 31.5. But this was a discussion that had been going on you know, during the meeting and in the end the final communique had no number at all. So as I said before, by removing any semblance of unity you know, the group only sent a, a bearish signal to the market. And the day ended with these chaotic scenes outside of the secretariat building where no minister would say what had happened. They couldn't explain how and why uh, what had happened. Um, and there was no number in the communique. And some ministers kept ushering journalists towards the press conference. And they felt it offered an explanation, but there was nothing in there. There was absolutely no number in this final communique. Um, you know, some analysts have said this was the worst Communique they'd ever seen after an OPEC meeting. There's a lot of ambiguity.
0: <laughs> and that, that's saying something when you look at them down the years and whatever it is 168 meetings they've now had. So, what does this tell you then about the power of OPEC now? Uh, you talk about chaos, disunity, lack of agreement, really just being forced to keep their policy the same in terms of every country producing as much as it possibly can. Does this mean OPEC's completely failing as a cartel?
1: The founder of the Oxford Institute for Energy Studies Robert Mabro once said that, you know, OPEC is like a teabag and only works when it's in hot water. But I don't know how much more this dire the situation has to be to get action. Um, the Saudis, which this decision to cut or not really hinges upon, you know, they think their decision to forego short-term revenues for longer-term market share is working. So oil prices can either rise sooner if there are coordinated cuts or later as a pullback in spending from uh, some of the world's biggest oil companies, you know, hits production. They're happy to wait it out and they're sick of mopping up everyone else's mess and are reluctant to back down. But, you know, the purpose of you know, OPEC, you know, its objective is to coordinate and unify the policies of all of the member countries. And right now, what we're seeing is, you know, it's each member for itself. And that's why even Ali al-Naimi, the Saudi oil minister, has said that, you know, OPEC is not a cartel. So the question is, you know, why why does it exist?
0: Where does oil go from here, then, if we think that probably that that chaos in OPEC is, is going to continue? What are the key factors that are going to drive the oil price over the coming year or so?
1: What what this meeting really made clear is that how much Saudi Arabia is concerned about the resurgence of Iran and Iraq. While I think a year ago there was a lot of focus between Saudi Arabia and OPEC versus non-OPEC producers, now I think attention has come back towards a competition within the group itself. So how Iran... Um, How Iranian production fares after the lifting of sanctions um, is a key question. Also, how non-OPEC production uh, from the US in particular performs if oil prices keep on staying at this level is another. Normally, you would say that demand is a key factor here, but demand, despite the China economic slowdown, has been fairly strong. So really, the focus is on supply. And of course, then you've got to look at Iraq's own production and Saudi Arabia's own production.
0: So where does that leave us then? I know uh, the oil price is notoriously difficult, one might even say impossible to forecast, but um, have a stab. Where do you think oil prices are going to be a year from now?
1: Ed, this is a mugs game and thankfully no one is paying me to come up with a number, so I will respectfully decline to answer that one.
0: Okay, well if you're not going to do it, I will have a stab at the oil price. My suspicion is that oil prices will be higher a year from now than they are today. But as we've been saying, uh, no one should place any great confidence in that prediction. But if you do want to follow more about the uh, oil market and where it's going and read more about OPEC and the other forces that are going to be driving oil prices over the year to come and beyond, then you can go to FT.com where there's a lot more on all of those stories.